Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. Jesse Stoddard here. I am excited because uh, we're going to talk about how to get your business off the ground. This is um, in reference to a few of the questions that I've seen roll in uh, through uh, our blogs and emails and coaching program. And uh, if you're not familiar with that, uh, you can find uh, this on the blog, the, the uh, fitnessbootcampclub.com, and our coaching programs, the fitnessbootcampinnercircle.com, and um, also my personal website, if you're interested in asking me, me questions directly, is fitnessprofreedom.com. Uh, and so uh, somewhere out there, you're going to find Georgette Pan and myself talking about uh, getting a fitness business started and getting a spe- specifically boot camps. And we focus on boot camps, first of all, because uh, when we say boot camp, we pretty much mean any kind of group training. Uh, and the boot camp style is our particular niche that we found to be highly successful in getting large numbers of people going, and uh, and also higher quality uh, workouts due to the fact that you got to do a lot of research because the boot camp concept incorporates so many other different kinds of uh, exercise styles and modalities. So it really can be uh, whatever you make of it. So if you're uh, curious to hear more about our our, our strategy and you're, this is a, your first-time listener, go back and listen to some of our, our, especially our early episodes where we lay the foundation for this and or uh, check us out on our, our website. So with that being said, I'm getting a lot of questions um, related to just getting the business off the ground. I've got, uh, we've got quite a few clients and trainers that are that are following us who it may, maybe they've been a trainer for a while. Some of them have even managed entire gyms or, uh, you know, had a high-level uh, uh, career in fitness already. Some of them are brand new to the business. But all of them, uh, at one point or another, have to decide when they're going to go out on their own. And so what we're seeing out there is quite a few people that are uh, struggling with this because they've been used to being hired by somebody else, paid, for, paid uh, a salary or an hourly uh, by somebody else, and they've never actually gone and had you know had the chance or had the guts yet to go out and do it on their own. I want to encourage you if you're thinking about going on your own. I don't see why you ne- why you wouldn't. I, I I see this as being an awesome time to do that. And uh, there's a lot of different ways of doing that. And I'm going to use an example of one of our uh, clients who asked the question. You know, how how do I get this thing going? How do I get started? Uh, you know, what do I do? And, you know, we can throw a book at him and say, read this and, you know, go through our course and watch these videos. And that, that's where a lot of the answers are. But at the same time, sometimes even after looking at that information, it still can be overwhelming. And, you know, just kind of thinking, how, how do I actually make this happen in real life when I've got bills to pay, uh, a spouse at home, maybe with kids to support? Uh, there's fear, there's trepidation, there's hesitation of, what am I going to do if it doesn't work out right away? Or I know it can work out, but I I don't see how it does. And, you know, I've got this paycheck coming in, and am I going to piss my boss off and I'm going to get fired and, you know, on and on and on. And so what I'd like to do is just, you know, lay a foundation for some of this, uh, this thinking process for you, how to get your business off the ground. And uh, when I when I first got started, I was in a gym. And uh, I was working as an employee for somebody else, which is funny because if you go further back into my story, you realize uh, I actually owned my own large health club. And uh, when the economy changed and troublesome partners, things 
spiraled down rapidly. And although I did well personally, the business itself and the partnerships weren't going very well and ended up losing everything and having to start over at the front desk again in some small town gym, which was a big uh, knock to my ego and something I desperately needed for personal growth and development. And uh, I'm glad that it happened to me because it made me humble. And what happened during that time, though, is after a while of slogging along and, and barely making ends meet, I realized, you know, I can do this personal training thing independently, uh, but I wonder if I could actually thrive and have my own business without, uh, you know, creating a big issue. Now, we were already independent in this particular gym, so technically speaking, I had my own business, which really translates into being self-employed, which, you know, if anybody's read Rich Dad, Poor Dad or The Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, uh, the New York Times bestseller, you know that really what that means is I owned a job. And so I was trading time for dollars and, and very, very little for that matter. Uh, and there's only so many one-on-one -on -one client sessions you can do in a day. And, uh, you know, in this particular situation, there was a small town uh, was the setting. So there wasn't exactly a whole lot of people uh, that were available for that. And, uh, hey, looks like Georgette, I got you on the line too. Yep. I've tried, but I got cut off, I guess, like try it again, and here we are. No, no problem. So I was sharing a story really quickly, and then uh, we can chat a little bit about this. Um, I was okay. talking about my background and then, uh, you know, how I got started because I, I noticed that we've got some uh, questions on the on from clients, from coaching clients, and you've been on at least one of these calls where they're asking how to get the business off the ground, how to get started when they work for somebody else, you know, and and I thought that'd be a fun thing to talk about uh, in the beginning here. Um, and I was just, yeah, I'll just wrap up my story real quick. When I when I was uh, in that gym uh, and I was working for somebody else, I realized I was, in the end, you're, I was my own business anyway. And if you're a personal trainer, especially if you're an independent contractor, you're already your own business, whether you like it or not. And you get, usually have to get a lot of your own clients and do your own marketing and do all of that. So the way I did it was I just did it. And right. uh, what I've noticed is a lot of our clients are having a hard time with, you know, you do want to plan and you do need some structure and you do need a, you know, kind of like a framework for what you're going to do. But I think a lot of people want to have everything perfect before they do anything. And I don't think that's possible. Because what yeah. I had to do is just get a bunch of people together and say, hey, do you want to go train out at the park, you know, or, right. or you know, wherever you're going to do it. You just want to do it. Well, wait a minute. Don't I need my business card yet? Well, no, you don't even need a business card. You don't need anything. You just need the clients who are willing to give you some money. <laughs> and right. here's the thing. What I found, you know, and it's not always true for all businesses. So you can't take me black and white here. But some businesses, you know, if you're going to open up a fran uh, uh, a large franchise uh, training studio system that you've bought into, or if, or if you're going to open up a Subway or a McDonald's, you obviously need to get the space and get the signage and, and set, up, set it up. It's the expectation. But if you're, a, if you're like most of the people that are listening to this that are, you know, maybe trying to get a brand new training business off the ground, you're not in a position – there's very few I talk to who have a bunch of money to do invest like that. And not only that, but they don't really have the time because they don't have the money. They're trying to get something off the ground quickly to make some money, like a catch-22. 
and you know they they need the money so they can have some more time, but they need some time to make the money, and you know, on, and it goes around and around. And so what I found for me, what happened was, is I just got the clients and gave me money. And once you get the money, you go buy, you go get a business license, you go get business cards, you, you've got money. So now you can buy marketing, or or you can get some flyers done, and you can build a website. And 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 I find that so many people want to get what they call it, getting their ducks in a row. But I. I don't know how you feel about it. I'd love to hear your take on it. But when I got started, I started. I just did it. And then it wasn't perfect. And a lot of things went wrong. And and it actually took me six to nine months to actually get it so that it was working correctly. But if I hadn't have just started, I I would have never gotten started. I wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't have taken six or nine months. It would have been five years. You know, and I probably just would have gone back to the the job I had. And right. once you once I got it going enough to where I had a few clients coming in, there was a tipping point. There's a point where you go, oh, I'm making enough money to match my income from this other job, which I mm-hmm. really hate. And this business I have on my own is fun and exciting. Right. Should I just take the plunge? And then you have a different question, which is, are you ready to to pull the plug? Are you ready to tear the bandaid off and just go go all in? And for me, you know, thankfully, I just did it. And and that. That was the key. If I didn't have any clients and I didn't have any money coming in from my in, my own my own business, I don't think I would have had the guts to pull the plug. I don't think I ever would have. I think most people never would. They they theoretically will do it. They never actually do it. I I don't know. I I'd love to hear Georgette what your thoughts are on, you know, that that those early stages. Seems like we got a client a lot of clients asking about it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I thought we. How well? I guess I can't ask you on it. But it's kind of confidential. But I was wondering how I. I missed the coaching call this week. Wasn't on it, but um, I do know that a few of them are having that. You know, standing on the edge of the cliff <laughs> kind of feeling, and afraid yeah. to hold hold the nose and jump in. Yeah, but I mean, technically, in in that case, they kind of already are there. And and in that case, you know, you need to just hold your nose and jump in, which is kind of the, you know, advice. I mean, their ducks are in a row, to be honest with you. With, you know, some people's ducks are really in a, already there. They've planned. They've they've taken the steps. They're doing investing. They're doing things. But yet, right there, they're right at the edge of the cliff. <laughs> one foot, you know, one toe in the water. And they won't put, you know, jump in the water. And that's just probably fear, and it's normal. It's not like it's, you know, it's so unusual. But, you know, it is a risk. All businesses are somewhat, you know, you can't erase all risk because that's just not going to happen, right? So you can't erase all risk, whether you're, you know, whatever it is you're going to start, a new business, new relationship, having a baby. I mean, look at all the situations. Can you erase all risk? Never. It's impossible. So, And I think that's where the hang-up is, is really trying to erase all the risk and not Yeah. Yeah, and it's not really that, you know, they don't have their ducks in a row or they – sometimes it's just that they're trying to eliminate all possibilities – Look at all things that could or would or should or might happen, and you know, and then whether the scenario is going to happen or not, go and, and try to find a solution to something that may or may not happen, and that's when you get nuts. That's when you go nuts because you know you you just can't 
go. You just can't do that. Like if if she says this, I'll say this. If he does that, I'll do this. Well, by the time you you know go through four million scenarios, you'll never get off the ground. So so the the ducks might be in a row. I think it's just a fear sometimes of trying to eliminate all risk when you or you know even making it the least possible bit of risk. And that's not that that's dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not that that oh geez. What do you mean? You shouldn't, you know, try to reduce as much risk as possible. Yes, but there's a point where you need to, you know, just start the business. And sometimes you go from there because there are a lot of trial and errors, which was one of the reasons I even put together a a boot camp kit. So, you know, to eliminate a lot of the stupid little trial and errors when you're just getting started. But can you eliminate everything? Well, no, you can't, you know. That's impossible. Exactly. When you first started and and uh, you built your own boot camp before you had these pro- the the products, how did you? How did, I? I don't I don't know much about that part of your your uh, your history there. I was curious. Did you feel oh. that way? Did you feel like one toe in the water and one you know one toe on the yeah, shore? I did. Uh, I got and How did you How did you deal with the risk at that point and the fear and all that? I was excited about going it. I really wasn't, you know, I knew there was a risk in the back of my head. There's always a risk. I mean, this Jesus, my money, you know. I mean, like, wait, I'm putting money into this thing. You know, uh, what am I, what am I, uh, is there a chance that it won't work? Is there a chance that it won't get off the ground? Well, yeah, but you know what? I didn't really dwell on that. I mean, I knew there was a risk. It's innate. Like, it's built in. <laughs> start a business, the risk is built in. You may not last. I mean, you're hearing it all over the world. You know what I mean? You look at the Internet, oh, businesses, they might last three to five years, you know, <laughs> and you'll be out of business. Most businesses are out of business in three years. Most, You know, you, you see it everywhere. But we did plan somewhat. We went to small business, um, local division. It was a local chapter to help with the business plan. And, you know, just, you know, to get our own, that that's not overthinking. That's, you know, that's okay. That's planning. Get your business plan, go to the bank, you know, get your checking account or whatever, and, you know, a loan, and boom, a small loan, and that was it, you know. And, and uh, but I, is there a risk involved? Well, of course there is. You know, should you try and make it as minimal as possible? Yeah. I mean, you don't ask for a $100,000 loan if you only need twenty-five, right? Right, but, right. <laughs> you know, but if you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you have all these, you already have everything, including clients in some cases, you know, then what really? You know, you can't narrow it down any further than that. There's, There's a point. So that's. I had a uh, business partner. I had another job. I was working in physical therapy, so I part-timed it. Actually, I think I was PRN, what they call it, you know, as needed. I think I was part-time first, and I I gradually decreased my time there. So, Mm. you know, another another. Right. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying I had that luxury. I could. You know, reduce my hours at the other job. 
Right. Continually reduced them, and now my business partner did not have that luxury. <laughs> we Another question that's kind of similar to yes. to this, and uh, I've heard this from a few people too, is, you know, I've got another job, and I'm mm. worried, uh, you know, what's my boss going to think? And that's a really tough one because it's, it's kind of a, there's a lot well, of parts, there's a lot of factors involved, and there's even ethics and morals involved, and it kind of gets to be a real hazy thing, and I, I, there's a lot of fear around that, and I don't know if I have a perfect answer for anybody, but I, I, I seem to hear that a lot. You know, what's my, what's my other boss going to think, or, you know, what am I going to do about this other person, and I feel like I owe them, and, and all this. Um, right. You, well, you know what you I know mean? What? We've been on yeah, a call or two like that, too. That could get hairy, but my business partner had that exact same scenario. That we were working, I was working at Gold's part time, and I was training at Gold's. But my business partner, who, which is how we met, kind of b- between bodybuilding and and um, you know working out of Gold's, she was full time at Gold's. So, mm. so the Gold's gym that was you know ended up to be across the street from where we were opening up a studio. We didn't know that at the time, but <laughs> that's where it ended up to be. So <laughs> here's the point. Here's the point with that. You know, what? what's the worst-case scenario? The worst-case scenario is what happened to her. <laughs> she thought, you know, you think you're all chummy and friendly and everything, and everybody's going to love everybody no matter what happens. That isn't how it works in life or in business, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. so... She told her chummy people, you know, to be honest with them. Oh, you know, just trying to be an honest person, you know, giving them a heads up. Two weeks notice, she was going to be leaving, you know, going to be opening up a studio. She was asked to leave. (laughs) Bottom line, she was asked to leave that day. You're done. So, you know... Nice knowing you. <laughs> so everybody thought they were friends. Everybody thought, you know. And who, what really was wrong with that? You're given a two-week notice. But, you know, and really, you know, that's the worst-case scenario. That happened. But guess what? Then what? You focus on the business which, that you were going to open anyway. And <laughs> instead of... Are you following kind of what I'm trying to say and reading between the lines a little bit because it's hard to express? But Yes, yeah. You're going to leave and Absolutely. open up a business. That's what you were going to do. That's what you want to do. That's your life. That's your passion. That's your goal. So what's the worst case scenario? You don't have two weeks notice. You have a day. That's yeah. the worst case scenario, but your goal is not changed. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times you know, it's just it's just uh, we make up the fear in our mind. It's the fear of the unknown. It's it's and and, and worst case scenario is oh no, you got to go get a different. It doesn't work out, and you got to go back to working a job. Well, that hap- you know, well, there's that's other not that bad. is no longer there, so you know, like right. they went out of business. So and not yeah. because of us. That's hard here because anyway. a studio is really not competition to a gym. They're two different businesses. Right. You know, so, you know, I don't even know what that was about, but, you know, sometimes people don't realize that. But, you know, when when you were in that scenario, I asked, you know, to start boot camps there. Nobody ever heard of them. 
Sounds like a great idea. Sounds like a great idea. But nothing ever got off the ground. Well, guess what? I'm going to start my own. How's that? And But that's, you know, I did the studio and the boot camp simultaneously, started them, which was a big help because, you know, I had a, first of all, I had an indoor place and I had an outdoor place. Second of all, if one-on-ones were slacking, boot camp was up. If boot camp was up, one-on-ones were slacking, you know, you still kind of kept the boat afloat. So right. in the beginning, those things helped, you know. And not really having a lot of clients, you know, just to, just saying like, hey, you want to try this boot camp? And we'll let you try it over at the park, you know, for free. These people weren't going to go, oh, you know what, girls? I don't need your membership. They were doing both. Ah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so sometimes people, you know, when it was the worst case scenario. And, and the bottom line is, you know, you're leaving anyway. You want to pursue... You know, in own business, you gotta you gotta have to leave the job you're at in order to you know eventually, if you want to open up a you know a gym or a studio or a boot camp. So, I mean, what what do you want? You want them to send you a congratulations card? Well, now you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, so I felt bad for her because she's just was being honest at the time, and it was like give it two weeks notice, and she didn't get two weeks. She didn't get two weeks, but guess what? It didn't matter. It didn't. It it didn't matter in the end. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, I think so, that I think that pretty much answers that question. And so, for those of you out there that are listening, that may be a little worried about getting off the ground and you know transitioning to an actual fitness professional and taking the plunge to have your own business, I think. Uh, you know, might have to take listen to this again, take some notes on what Georgette just said. And Georgette, this yeah. is a little bit of a shorter episode, so we only have we have a few minutes left. And I thought maybe we could uh, just spend the the rest of this talking about any updates you might have, or is there anything cool out there, any news, or any special promotions or offers, or anything that uh, you might want to yeah, let our listeners know about? What do we got going on? I have I tried to uh, team up with Leon again. <laughs> Hmm. Just to give, cause just uh, he only does some special things with his uh, subscribers only. So, you know, I did get him to give uh, his same offer to my subscribers, which was kind of cool. Because he came out with another uh, boot camp workout. Not boot camp workout. They're actually team circuits and quite a different spin. So it's kind of a different spin, but he has like about... Well, his value on these extra bonuses that he gave his subscribers, he's giving to my my and was like seven hundred and twenty some bucks worth of you know freebies, free you know bonuses when you get the team workout volume two. So I kind of twisted his arm a little bit. <laughs> it's hard to twist somebody's arm in the UK, but I it was took a couple weeks, but um, got him to do that for us so that's going on this week and there's some new things coming out but I um I don't have everybody I'm trying to get uh Pat Rigsby to come hop on the podcast. He uh is interested uh and wants to. He is traveling right now so he's uh lined up to come on because uh Pat is coming out with some something new at the end of the month I believe. 
and um, he's in transition right now. So you know, there's there's a few new things in the works that are worth looking at. That you know what I mean? That are worth giving a look. Yeah. I mean, there's always something new. And then um, we're working on. <clears throat> I've been working on our coaching, uh, <laughs> coaching website and boot camp, the boot camp enterprise, so we could make it, uh, you know, a better, more pleasant <laughs> explanation of what the heck we're, you know, what we're offering. Not the coaching part, but I don't think people are grasping everything that the boot camp enterprise has to offer, and uh, oh, I'm yeah. trying to on that page and and uh sending up something that that's crystal clear because there's nothing like that there there is nothing like that there's a ton of coaching programs but there's really not a, what we have going on here you and I with the boot camp enterprise exactly. and i think the the what i need to do is make make it clearer you know what what they're they're getting and you know, that's when we get into things that are not our forte, like sales copy. <laughs> and, you know. Right, right. So that's been part of the thing. And I kind of just kind of wanted to take a little step back, a little breather myself. You know, a little spring fever going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. This is uh, this is good. There's there's a lot of stuff out there. And again, uh, if you didn't uh, get the websites for what sh- uh, what Georgette was just talking about, uh, the fitnessbootcampclub.com is the blog, and uh, I'm sure you can get yourself added to the newsletter and the the um, email list right there to get some of those special offers. Right? Is that the best place to go? Yep, I would because I'm get I actually I would if I were you. I was giving a free uh, workout PDF tomorrow. And um, we got Leon's special offer. That's only going to go on for a couple of days. So that's that's what's going on and the newsletter right now. And then there'll be, you know, more, obviously. The blog was just updated this weekend with a lot of stuff I heard from Shauna Kaminsky. And maybe I will actually ask Shauna if she could hop on a podcast. Heard from her Sounds this fun. morning. Yeah, I forgot about it. She'd be cool. She's cool because she's in her fifties. I like her, you know. I think I like her stuff. I actually did some, uh, posted some stuff, uh, boot camp, uh, body weight and jump rope uh, type workouts on the blog this week, this weekend, and she noticed it and she emailed me this morning. So, so um, very nice. Yeah. So then we have uh, a possibility. I still got to work on this. One of my favorite people in this industry, in fact, <laughs> he might be coming down to being the only one guru that I really like it and respect. But um, Thomas with Plumber, right? Heard of him? Oh, cool! Yeah, I, I have to get back in touch with him because he was traveling and doing uh, seminars already. Uh, he said after the thirteenth, which what? It's the fourteenth, right? After this week, I think I'll try and hit him, him up again to come. He wants. He said he would be interested in coming on the podcast. You know, when he was done traveling and um, speaking, he, he's he's really one of my favorite. You know, not my favorite in the industry. So excellent. Just, yeah. So he's 
but we're working on some really cool podcast guests too. So, fantastic! Looking forward to it. Okay, Georgette. Well, great. I will uh, talk to you soon, and um, I'm sure everybody listening today got a good answer to a good question. And looking forward to all the new guests that are on the, on the list. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. We're we're getting a ton of people sign up for my list, which must have probably thanks to Facebook and Personal Fitness Magazine. But um, yeah, I know it's great. <laughs> Okay, so uh, well, I love the ad in, in the Personal Fitness uh, uh, Professional Magazine. That was really cool, it, and people are starting to hear about it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's sign off, and uh, I will. Any last words? No, that's it for this Monday. All and right. Dive into okay, work. take care, everybody. Okay, bye bye. <laughs>